Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in for Bearcat Rewind, episode number 84 of the podcast coming to you today, and we are joined by C.J. Moore. C.J. is a fantastic college basketball writer from The Athletic, and if you haven't seen it just yet, last week he published a story on Northwest Missouri State head coach Ben McCollum. It's a great article highlighting his incredible basketball mind and talks to some of his peers from around the country, some that know Coach Mack and some that have never met him but know all about his X's and O's. And CJ's also not just a national writer that's going to stop in Maryville for a day, write the article, and move on. He and Coach Mack have a relationship that date back to Coach McCombs' days as an assistant at Emporia State. So I had a blast talking with CJ for this podcast, and Northwest basketball fans will love to hear what he has to say about the program. A Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And also Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. We have C.J. Moore from The Athletic joining us today, discussing Ben McCollum's reputation as a coach around the country, his connection with Coach Mack, and also his thoughts on Northwest junior guard Trevor Hudgens. Let's dive into this week's episode of Bearcat Rewind. Today we have C.J. Moore from The Athletic joining us on Bearcat Rewind. It's an honor to have you on, C.J. I uh, appreciate you taking some time out of your day to chat with us here. And from a personal perspective, I feel like growing up it was... You're reading Sports Illustrated. That was the publication you had to, to get to and have your hands on and reading, and that's where the best sports writing was done, or some of the best. It's kind of transitioned a little bit, and now I feel like, as I've described it to some coworkers, The Athletic is now what Sports Illustrated was when I was growing up. So to see a piece on Northwest Missouri State and Coach McComb it was really cool. So I have to start off by saying appreciate you doing that, and, and that's just awesome for, for Northwest and the community of Maryville for you to write that. Uh, well, I, I I appreciate it, and um, to talk about the athletic like that, I I think you're you're probably correct, but it's kind of a pinch me moment because I grew up like you reading Sports Illustrated, and and uh, I do think it's a it's a place to be covering um, sports right now, and especially college basketball. Um, you know, we're able to to do a little bit more on college basketball than most places because we got more people and, and able to do stories like like the one on Ben, and and uh, I'm glad I I was able to tell it because. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that do know about him, but there's a lot of people who don't. And, um, you know, I, I heard from, from several people who hadn't that, um, you know, were really impressed reading the article um, just about what he stands for and the, and the things he's been able to do. And uh, so it was cool to be able to, to shine a light on him. Well, as you got into it and you wrote about it and you came to Maryville and spent some time with him, what was the origin of this? piece that you wrote i mean when did that kind of start and get in your mind of maybe i should take a trip to maryville um you know honestly i've been thinking about it for a few years um to give you a little background um on me and ben like we've known each other for a long time because um i was a sports editor at the Emporia gazette um in 2000 and the years all run together so let me let me think back on this real quick i think it was 2000 and Eight, I would have started at the Emporia Gazette if I remember right, either early to eight or in nine. So it was it, it was McCollum's last year at uh, Emporia State, right before he got the job. Um, he was an assistant at Emporia State, and I was the sports editor at the, the Gazette in town. So um, spent a little time around him then, and, and you know I've kind of kept up 
with how his career has progressed and, you know, knowing how successful he's been, I've, I've kind of wanted to get up there and, and ride on him at some point. And, um, then this spring, you know, we started talking and I was telling him that I wanted to come up there and do something. And, um, eventually, you know, schedules worked in, in both our favor here recently and, and was able to get up there. And, um, I just had a blast with it, you know, just, just sitting down and talking basketball with him and reconnecting and, and, uh, you know, honestly, like I'm somebody who loves, you know, loves basketball and like loves to learn new things, new perspectives about the game. And that's what was so fun about this. Just he has a different way of thinking about it than a lot of people do. And, um, yeah, I, hopefully that came across in the article because, um, I, you know, he's not your cookie cutter coach by any means. Well, it is interesting to, to have a, a conversation with him too and to kind of hear some different perspective he, he has on the things that go around basketball. And you're kind of used to certain coach speak, and he kind of diverges from that um, quite often. But one of the keys and one of the things I feel like that reached the national spotlight as they went through the tournament run this last March, and you highlighted it in your, your piece as well, was that possession against Flagler. I think 12 passes, it took you know all but four seconds off the shot clock, then an open three from Trevor Hudgens, and just the, the way that this offense moves, the unselfishness, everything going through it. I mean, were you watching this game live? Was it on your radar when it happened, or, or was that one of those of kind of catching that on Twitter later and just being surprised at how this offense worked? Um, you know, I, I honestly hadn't seen it um, before I, I went up there and, and had with them. And, and one of the things Ben and I did while I was there is we just watched a lot of film and, um, you know, watched a lot of them, watched a lot of others, um, just talked basketball. And uh, as, as he was going through and showing me different clips, um, of their offense, that's one that played, and I was like, "Hold, hold on, man, roll, roll that back. Like, let's, let's do that again." And and I was like, "Take me through that." And you know, he, uh, I think I had an article. You know, we he ended up spending about five minutes just talking about that one possession, and um, you know, he had some great quotes that I wanted to include. I had to just kind of move the story along. My my first version was went even more in depth into that possession, and um, you know, like it starts with a a pick and basically starts with like a pick and pop, and then. And then um, Diego Bernard uh, cuts from the uh, from the on a baseline cut, and, and he, he you know he went on and on about how um, you know everybody talks about all these passes and all this and all that, but like this possession doesn't happen without that cut. Like Diego's a great cutter, and I I, I thought that was a really cool observation. And um, sometimes I'm kind of sad. I took that I had that quote in forever, and then took it out at the last minute, just trying to to speed the, the intro along a little bit. But, um, you know, that's just one one example of how he just thinks things differently and, and um, you know, cutting is such a big part of what they do, and it's um, it's so simple, too. Um, so, yeah, it's a long-winded version of answering your question, but I, I hadn't seen it. But, man, I, I it was it was fun watching it for the first time and kind of, learn, you know, kind of picking his brain on, on what, what was happening um, in his mind on that possession, like how, how's that's, that's kind of, you know, after I saw that and, and, um, saw it play out and, and listened to him talk about it, I, I, in my head, it was like, okay, that's my, that's my way to get into this. Like, um, you know, so many coaches are calling cause they want their teams to be able to look like this <laughs> and like, why, you know, how is it that they have gotten to be able to play? Like, how does he get guys to play like this? And, um, that's kind of what I wanted to try to answer with the story. Just how does he wrap everything up to be able to be 
a student of the game that can sit there and watch that tape and talk about that one play. And I think you had in there, too, talking about Fairmont State and kind of going back to how West Virginia had their press broken in, in the past and it, it kind of strung on to beating Fairmont State in the first national championship they won. And You know, it's one thing to be a tactician, but it's another thing, too, to be able to communicate with your players and connect with 19, 20, 21-year-olds at the same time. I mean, you, you talk to so many high-level coaches in Division One. How does Ben kind of fit into all of this with the way that he can kind of watch tape and, and break something down, but then at the same time be a guy that can sit there and have a conversation with the kid and really connect with them? He's, he's high-level. I mean, he's got – I mean, he, he fits in right along with some of the best out there that I've been around in terms of his ability to communicate um, – Game to like to teach the game in a way that is understandable. Um, like one, you know, one of the coaches that I I've written about and, and been around that I think is is really 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 elite is uh, Calvin Sampson. And what what he does so well is he makes the game teaches the game in a way that it seems simple that it's not too hard. And I think that's something that that Ben is similar and that, that he does that really well. And then. Um, you know, basketball, coaching basketball is all about the relationships. He's really good at that. Um, you know, very important in X's and O's, and he's really good at that, but not just important at X's and O's. It's, it's getting your players to, um, you know, fitting the pieces in the right spot and getting them to be able to, to play. And, I, um, you know, one thing that stands out with him is the freedom he gives his guys and how it really works. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, kind of wrote, have other people saying this in the story. And, um, you know, I, I think he, he would fully be capable of, of coaching at the Division One level. And he's, he's got that it factor, however you want to describe that, um, that, you know, a lot of high level coaches have. Well, we heard from Shaka Smart and Mark Adams and, and Buzz Williams within that article. And I'm sure there are plenty of Power Five coaches you could talk to that know of Ben McComb or have spoke with him. Sure. Is that just based on reputation? Are, are people continually seeking him out like Shaka Smart, or is it just kind of stumbling upon a D2 championship game and watching it or, or the Twitter feed or whatever? I think it's a little of both, you know. Um, I knew, like, like I told you, I knew I was going to write something um, like in springtime. Like I knew sometime this offseason I was going to go up there and, and do something on him. So um, it, the the – way I had Buzz Williams and Mark Adams ended up in the story was, um, you know, I got sent to Lubbock this year to profile Mark Adams because, you know, we do a new coaching series and um, he got the job down there in Lubbock. And so I go down there and, and we're just talking ball in his office and, you know, talking about his influences and yada, yada, yada. And he brings up Ben. And, and I was like, oh, really? I was like, Ben McCullough, I was like, I'm actually going to go right on him, you know, like I know him, yada, yada, yada. And so, you know, I didn't bring up Ben at all. That's that's Mark Adams just randomly bringing up Ben. And then fast forward a month or two ahead, and I'm down in Alabama um, at the Adidas event. And um, one thing I was uh, hoping to do this off season, and I don't know if I'm going to do it or not, but um, at some point I'm going to write a story on best X's and O's guys in the game. And so I was, um, you know, Buzz Williams, a guy I know that pretty well, and I've written about. And, I'm sitting watching the game with Buzz and just picking his brain, and I say, you know, hey Buzz, you know, I'm thinking about doing this deal. Like, who do you think are the best X's and O's guys in the game? And he rattles off some different coaches, and he says, you know, there's there's a guy at Northwest Missouri that is really doing some 
some advanced stuff and is really, really good. He's like, I don't know him. And I'm like, Ben McCollum. He's like, yeah. And, I was, and, and uh, so I, that, that was wild, too, that, like, I know I'm going to ride on Ben, and he just randomly comes up in these conversations. Um, so I think people are, are you know, and, and I, I told Shock, or not Shock, I told um, Buzz, I said, like, you know, it's, it's crazy. You know about, you know, I don't feel like, you know, it's, it's crazy that you know about him and athletic directors at the one level, like haven't more haven't come for him. And, you know, Buzz was kind of like, um, you know, kind of a similar thing as, as Shaka said is like, people just aren't, you know, athletic directors necessarily don't know where, where coaches do. And so, so I think eventually the word's going to work its way to athletic directors, you would think, but at the same time, um, you know, Ben expressed to me and, and I'm sure he expressed to you guys that, um, I don't think he's in any kind of rush and really enjoys the life he has there. Part of it is, too, I feel like, and, and we don't want him to go, obviously. I mean, the yeah. way, what he's doing at Northwest Missouri State, he can stay here as long as he wants. We want him here. At the same time, you you also don't want your guy's name to be disrespected or anything like that, and, and not to bring it to anybody else either. But occasionally what you hear from the Division Two, especially here in Missouri, is... Well, you know, Kim Anderson won a championship, but then mm-hmm. then he went to Mizzou, and, and that was mm-hmm. a different situation with what Missouri was going through. Um, but at the same time, Kim had been there for quite a while. He finally won one and then got that chance, whereas Ben has just kind of created a machine. And, again, no disrespect to Kim, but it feels like they're kind of on slightly different levels of when Kim went and for where Northwest Missouri is now under Ben McCollum. Yeah, I, I do I, you know, I think that that's a, um, a point that is is worth bringing up, and and there there could be some influence in that, and that his his failure has maybe scared some people off. But I, I'm with you. I think they're it's two totally different situations. Um, they just happen to be coaching, you know, in the same league, and um, you know, in the same state. But I, I think it's it's you know you can bring up so many examples of. Um, you know, D1 coach had this background and failed, where there's same background, similar situation, and another one who really succeeded. So, like, you can't put every single coach in the same box, right? And um, so I, I think – I do think that could be in play there. Like, I, I think you're right. But, but at the same time, like, it's silly to, to just put, um, you know, all D2 coaches in that – from Missouri <laughs> in that same box, right? <laughs> So you also have the chance to talk to some athletes while you're on campus, too. Uh-huh. One of those is Trevor Hudgens, and an incredible athlete and, and a, a good young man, too, at Northwest. We obviously view him a certain way because he is a Bearcat, but from what you hear from Shaka Smart, hearing from Coach Mack, then actually talking to him, I mean, is is he is he that good? Is he as good as we, we look at him as? I, I think so, man. Like, you know... Um... Before I went up there, and then, you know, obviously I watched tape with Ben while I was there, but before I went up there, I tried to, to really watch quite a bit of them. And, um, you know, I had I had seen um, Trevor for the first time, I think, in that Duke game several years ago and was blown away that game watching them. And then just watching more and more of their games, I was like, man, this guy is really, really high level. Like, um, I, I think Shaka's quote that, you know, he could play just about anywhere in the country um, is correct. Like he's 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 really really good. I mean the num the numbers are impressive in, by themselves. But then when you really watch him and study him, 
Um, you know, I don't think it's just a really good, you know a good player tearing up too. I think it's a really really good player who, who do really well in a lot of places. So as you go through, you, you talk with Trevor, you talk with um, Coach Mack, and, and some others while you're here. Apart from basketball, is there anything that you know? You know Ben McComb when he's at Emporia, he, he's pretty much the same guy. I'm sure. I'm sure he hasn't changed a whole lot. But was there anything that kind of caught you off guard, not basketball related? I mean, was it just like, oh, let's go to lunch. We'll go. We'll go to Taco John's or, or going fishing with them, or just one of his weird little Ben McCollum quirks? Uh, you know, I, I think something that, that I don't know if he did did this as much when um, when he was in Emporia. Um, I think he's done a lot more now. Is, is the is the reading and the being like obsessed with um, leadership and, and being obsessed with trying to kind of figure people out. And, um, that was something, I mean, he just, he you know, had books on his, on his, um, desk and, and, um, you know, books in his cabinets and stuff like, like he's just, I think he's always trying to, to better himself as a person. And, um, you know, the, the only other coach I've been around that is, is as obsessed with reading like that, I think is uh, actually Buzz Williams is somebody who reads a ton and, um, you know, kind of, they're very different personalities, but um, similar in that way that, like, they're very after information and, and how can they become better and how can they help others become better. And um, I don't know that he had that yet as a young coach because, you know, when I knew him, he was, like, 26 years old. Um, I, I don't think at 26 years old I was quite <laughs> far <laughs> along in my progression as a person yet. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's been with Colomar growing up now. All right, I've got just a few more quick ones for you. Um, relatively easy ones, I would think, to this point. But the first one is, who told you that Ben McCollum's five foot eleven? I got that from him. I figured I, you uh, did. <laughs> I, I told him. I said. Um, I said because I was, you know, I was, I was writing that and uh, about his, uh, his guards being pretty small. And I thought, well, you know, I need to mention here that, that he's pretty small because the reader doesn't necessarily know that. I'm going to say that he's he's topping out at five eight. That's just my guess, but I mean I get him patting that just a little bit, so that's all right. Second one for you: your Twitter bio says you're a point guard or were a point guard. Do you still light it up and hit the open gym? <laughs> uh, yeah, I play every uh, every Monday. You can find me every Monday night at uh, Kemper Arena playing in the men's league. So uh, I, I, try, I still try to play as much as I can. Wait, so you went to KU, right? Yeah. So did you ever get out in the rec center and, and end up running against a uh, Kirk Heinrich or someone like that? <laughs> uh, Heinrich was a senior, my senior year of high school, so I followed Just him. missed him. Yeah, you know, I was right after him, but I was there with that national championship course, so I got, got some runs against Russell Robinson and Chalmers and, um, you know, uh, Darnell Jackson and, and all those guys. So um, got a few runs in against, against those guys back in the day. Were they much better than you? I mean, you could hang, right? I mean, I, I I could not embarrass myself at least, but <laughs> you know, I, I got got an intramural championship at KU, so uh, you know, did, did, did okay. But uh, the, the the level of athleticism and quickness was uh, was was another level for sure. When um, you know, when those guys would get on the floor, I'm sure, I'm sure. All right, last one for you: Is there anyone still in the college basketball world or elsewhere? That, that you'd be starstruck by if you ran into and had an interview? Oh, man. Um, that's a good question. You know, as, as you as you get older in this job, 
you kind of um, that wears off, and and you know you you're not as nervous around people anymore. Um, even even big you know big name guys. Um, there's one I would be nervous. Uh, I don't know. I mean, um, I've talked to most of them by by this point. Um, I guess I you know I never had like a one on one with Coach K. I guess maybe you'd get a little nervous, although. Um, I'm not sure that I, that I really would, but you know, out, outside of college basketball, I'm sure if I was sat down with Michael Jordan, I would, I would probably yeah. <laughs> be a little nervous. Not only the fact of it's Michael Jordan, but he's also just kind of an intimidating figure on his own. But, for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's, it's those guys that um, you know, you're, you're like. I, I probably am a little more on edge when I talk to Bob Huggins because, like, you don't know if like. You're just gonna say something stupid, and he's just gonna, you know, cut into you. Um, so, like, you know, I'm sure if like I sat down with Bob Knight, I'd probably be a little, little scared. I'm gonna say something that he's just gonna snap off at me. <laughs> yeah, he'll toss you a chair at the very least. So, yeah. CJ, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on the podcast and chatting with us. We love the piece uh, on the Athletic. If you aren't subscribed, check that out, theAthletic.com, and also follow him on Twitter, CJ Moore Hoops. Appreciate the time, CJ. We'll talk to you again soon. Hey, thanks for bringing attention to it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again to CJ Moore joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Highly recommend that you check out his work on The Athletic. Not only what he wrote about Northwest, but he's had tons of stories throughout the offseason for you to get that college hoops fix. The fall sports season is also just underway at Northwest Missouri State. Last week, we had former quarterback Jonathan Baker joining us on the podcast. Other previous episodes have had former athletes Tim Hanna, Reagan Dodd, current Northwest Missouri State women's basketball player Laney Joseph, and so many more. So check out those archived episodes of the podcast. Thanks to Alex Kurt, Northwest Missouri State professor, for producing our intro and outro music. And thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next week.